Perek Shariai of Ilchot Matenot Anim. This chapter is going to deal directly with the Misvah of Sedaka. And uh, before I start, just want to let you know there is going to be a very notable exception. You will not hear anything about Maaser in this Misvah. But we are going to define what the Misvah of Sedaka is in HaTorah. And it's, it's interesting. Halacha Aleph. מצוות עשה ליתן צדקה לעניי ישראל כפי מה שראוי לעני אם הייתה יד הנותן מסגת. במצוות the affirmative prescription from the Torah is to give צדקה to people from your nation, Jewish people who are destitute, who are poor, according to how much they need. So it's not, the מצוות doesn't look at how much you have, it looks at how much the ani the ani needs. We're going to define it even better, even more clearly soon. And the condition for your having to give is that you have enough to give. Shneemar patoach tiftachet yadecha lo. As the Torah says, open shall you open your hand to him to the ani. Ve'anek ta'amitenu de'machsaru ashadi hasar lo de'basu continues. And you're going to to fulfill. The any lack, any want that that he that he may have, so it's according to what he is lacking, not according to what you can give. It's also it also says in Vayikra, a different chapter. And this is not the first time Harambam is citing Devarim and then Vayikra, just pointing it out there. Uh, it says also in Vayikra. You shall support him, your poor brother, Ger or Toshav, Vahaimach, and make sure that he has enough to live alongside you. Veneemar, Veheachimach, also another Pasuk, that it says you shall you shall give sustenance so that your brother can live alongside you. And whoever sees a poor person asking for tzedakah and does not want to give tzedakah, he's, he's violating You may not um, toughen your heart or tighten your hand from giving to your poor destitute brother. לפי מה שחסר העני, אתה מסובל ליתן לו. ומסווה looks at how much this עני in particular is lacking. אם אין לו כסות, מכסים אותו. If this person is lacking clothing, you have to give them clothing. אין לו כלי בית, קוני לו כלי בית. If he's missing, he has כסות, he has what to wear, but he doesn't have any כלים at home, he doesn't have any, anything to use inside his home. קונים לו כלי בית, so you buy for him כלים for the bite. אין לו אישה, doesn't have enough money to get married, מסיעין אותו אישה. You give him enough money to be able to, to, to support and to find a wife. ואם הייתה אישה, מסיעין אותה לאיש. And obviously vice versa, a woman that doesn't have enough money to get married, you help her so she can get married to a man. In other words, this is also a need. This is all kinds of needs that if a person needs them, and cannot afford them because of financial circumstances. He falls within the midst of tzedakah. 
אפילו היה דרכו של הזה עני לרכוב על הסוס ועבד רץ לפניו ועני והעני וירד מנכסיו. Even if this was a person that was very wealthy at first and used to have servants running in front of him and he, was, he would ride a horse and suddenly he became poor, he lost everything. קונים לו סוס לתקוב עליו ועבד לרוץ לפניו. Then the מצווה is to buy him a horse so he can ride and a servant to run in front of him. שנאמר דה מחסורו אשר יחסר לו, because the Torah says you have to satisfy the עני that whatever he is lacking, he is subjectively. ומסווה אתה להשלים חסרונו ואין אתה מסווה לעשירו. However, one point is, it's only things that he used to have and he is lacking. We don't have a מצווה to make him richer, to give him more than, than, uh, than what he had. הלכה ד' יתום שבא להשיאו אישה שוכרים בית ומסיעין לו מיטה וכל כדי תשבישו ואחר כך מסיעין לו אישה. If an orphan comes and he's asking for help getting married, so obviously he needs help getting married and supporting a wedding and etc etc and having money for a ketubah, but also if he's asking for that then you should make sure to also rent a house for him and find furniture and uh, and clothing etc and then you get married as well he's part of the package deal that that is the need of getting married now what happens if the ani is asking for what he's lacking but the person who is giving doesn't have enough to give then the limit how much is supposed to be given is however much the person can afford. Vechama, and how much should a person be willing to give? Ad hamish nechasav misvah min abovhar. Up to 20% of one's, pay attention now, it's not one's income, of one's assets, up to 20% of one's net worth, that's how much a person should be willing to part ways with in order to fulfill this mitzvah of tzedakah and I add as well as any other mitzvah. It's as if in life we have to think that we have our net worth, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us whatever he gave us and at any given moment 80% of that is for our personal needs and for the future and 20% of that, a fifth of that or at least a tenth of that is to dedicate it to things that Kadosh Baruch Hu demands or asks from us, including Mitzvah Tzedakah. Sorry, giving one-tenth of one's assets, being willing to give up to one-tenth is Benoni, that's the average Midah. Less than one-tenth, this is considered stinginess. And a person should never, should never go a year without giving a third of a shekel on tzedakah. That's about, it's about, so the shekel is about 8.5 grams of silver. So a third of that is about 2.8 grams of silver. That's the minimum a person should give a year of tzedakah. And whoever doesn't give as much as that does not fulfill the mitzvah of uh, patuach tiftah. 
ואפילו עני המתפרנס מן הצדקה חייב לתת צדקה לאחר. This מצווה applies only to poor people. Poor, a poor person also needs to give צדקה, even if it's very little. So let me just sum up this halakha because it's very important. There is a lot of confusion about this, but it's very important to clarify this. So, and what I'm saying is not halakha lemaaseh. There is many, many factors that one may consider for halakha lemaaseh, and I'm not giving you a pesak. But let's clarify something. There is a misva of tzedakah. What defines how much should be given for tzedakah? So the floor, first and foremost, the floor of how much should be given for tzedakah is the need. If before you, there, there is presented a case of somebody who needs tzedakah. That's the floor. And how much is that? Depending on how much that particular person needs And it could be something something that's not very self-explanatory. It's not always bread to eat. Sometimes they need money to get married or, or to, to so, so for example, if you know of someone that um, maybe they are starting out in their life and they need help starting out after getting married. So a, a wedding gift could also be tzedakah if you frame it that way. Now, what's the deal with the maaser? So the deal with the maaser is not that a person should take the, their income every year and put 10% aside and give it to maaser. It's a great idea. Don't get me wrong. That's a great idea. And I, I try to do so myself as well. However, the halakha is the following. The halakha is tzedakah is based on the person who is demanding. Now that you have that mitzvah of giving tzedakah, now let's look at the rule, general rule, for how much of your net worth you're supposed to look at at all times as something you are willing to part ways with to fulfill the misvot. And the answer to that is between 10 and 20%. And by the way, it's, it's a running kind of, of, of account. And by the way, if a, a whole year passes by without your having to spend that 10% or that 20%, halakha-wise, you're fine. The misvah of tzedakah is triggered by that need, is not triggered by your income. That's the main point that I want to make. Now, the misvah of tzedakah does have a minimum, and that minimum is about 2.8 grams of silver, which is just, uh, I think it's a couple of dollars. So at the very least, you have to give that much a year, but you don't have to give every year 10%. Conversely, you may need to give 10% more than once a year. And, and then your wealth becomes much less than 90% because you give 10% and you give 10% of what's left and so on and so forth. When a person claims that they are poor, this happens all the time. Someone comes and asks for money. If they are asking for money for food, then right away you give them and you don't even look after them. Unfortunately, there is a lot of people that have mental issues that they need to constantly ask for money. There is also some other people who are lazy, who don't want to work, and also come and ask for money. They, they, they like, some other people like the attention of asking for money. Not everyone who asks for money, and some people are straight crooks. Let's hope that none of the people who come to ask us for money are crooks, but some are. Ramayim. So, unfortunately, th 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 this happens that someone comes to us and we don't know. 
whether they need or they don't need. So one sure way of always doing the right thing is don't give them money, give them food. And when I go to Eretz Israel, I try my best whenever I go to a, a bakery or something to buy something extra, whatever it might be. And then the next person who asks me for something, I give them a sandwich instead of giving them money. Because for purposes of feeding someone, you don't have to worry about, you shouldn't scrutinize them and see if they indeed are poor as they claim or not. And now comes the next point. If a person is not asking for, for food, but they are asking for clothing, then we have to make sure that they are genuine in their request. But if this person has a reputation as someone that needs, then if he's asking for money to buy clothing or for clothing, right away, immediately, don't waste a second, try to get him dressed according to his status. If he's someone that used to dress very fancily, you have to dress him fancily as well. And, and uh, so he was reputable. He never asked for money. You don't know if he is poor or not. Suddenly, the next day, he comes and asks for clothing. So you dress him and you don't have to scrutinize him to see if he's indeed poor because you know him. You know the person. The person has a reputation that's enough for kesut. So to sum up, ochel for food, you don't need to know the person. You don't need to know if they are poor or not. For clothing, you either need to know that they are poor or know the person. Al-Khazayn. It's a mitzvah to provide parnasa and, and provide the, both food and clothing gentle, destitute people together with the, the destitute people of Am Israel in order to increase peaceful relations among Jews and their neighbors. And if you have a poor person that's going from place to place, from house to house, you are not the only stop, you are not the only person from whom they are asking money. So although we said before, the misva is to give a person however much they need, when you know that this person is spreading out his or her request among many people, you don't have to fulfill their entire need. You can give them a little bit, relying on the fact that some other people will give them a little bit as well. It's forbidden to let someone who is asking for parnasa to, to let them go empty-handed, even if you have to give them something that's very symbolic, like one fig, one gerogeret, one dry fig, you should, so as to not to leave them go empty-handed. This is all, again, reminding ourselves of Tasaracham, if you know that this person actually needs. So either they are asking for food, or you either know them personally, or you know that they are poor. Halachachet. <laughs> So, as opposed to someone who is poor and lives in your city, in your town, and you are supposed to support them, 
if this is the Ani that's coming to you to ask for money and you know he's going to go somewhere else as well, then at the very, very least, at the very least, g- give this person enough food to be able to, to subsist, to survive. And that is uh, one kikar of bread. It's, uh, it's bread that it comes out to about 300 uh, cubic centimeters, 300, 300 milliliters. That's how much bread you should give. You should give him at the very minimum. says, and we already explained how this midot are calculated, and I told you the answer. And if, if he's spending the night in your town, then you should also find him something with which to cover himself to be able to sleep. A pillow to put under his head. Interesting that the pillow used to be considered a very, very basic need. The shaman oil, the kitnit, and also some kind of, of a legume to eat with the bread. Veim Shavat, and if he's spending Shabbat there, mezon then in addition to give uh, you have to give him enough food for three meals and oil. Oil, what is oil for? That's for light. Kitnit is legumes, that's to have some kind of protein or some nutrition. Vedag, also some fish, that, that's the protein, Vyarak, vegetables. If, if he is known, then we can already start asking how much this particular Ani should be receiving, and sometimes it's more than the minimum we just established. A poor person who doesn't want to accept alav. We should trick him into accepting. And we should give him tzedakah in the form of a gift or in the form of a loan. Again, I mentioned before wedding gifts or bar mitzvah gifts or many other kinds of gifts. If you know of a family that's going through some hard times, then that's a great way of giving tzedakah in a way that nobody gets embarrassed through a gift or a loan that you don't expect to receive back. Obviously, loans without interest. However, someone who has money and is going through difficult times out of self-deprivation, so some people are very stingy with themselves, and you see that person that they're not eating sufficiently, they're not getting dressed with, with respectable clothes, still it's not your responsibility to help them if you know that they have money, they just don't want to spend it. A person that doesn't give tzedakah or that is giving much less than he can afford, and there is a current need in the community, and back then the communities were organized so that the Batedinim were, in fact, responsible. They were the fiscals, they, they were the fiduciaries over the assets of anyone in the community. If you wanted to belong to a Jewish community, you knew that, first of all, the king can ask the Bedin to collect some taxes from your property. And also, there's some halachot that might give the Bedin the right to <clears throat> take some of your assets for whatever. So this is one example. If a person is not giving to the kind he has, the Bedin know that, that he has, 
then the Bedin can force him, kufinoto makinoto achaiten mashamaduhuliten, even by, by physical coercion, to give however much that he's capable of giving. The Bedin can confiscate some of his property even with him watching. And you can even take some collateral for tzedakah, even if it's Eidev Shabbat. So that, that means that you, you take some something of value in order to entice the person to keep tzedakah and get that mashkon back. Someone who is very generous and gives tzedakah much more than what he can give. Or that he, he doesn't have what to give, but in order not to, not to be embarrassed, because the gabaim are watching or his friends are watching how much he's beating in Bet Knesset, etc. He gives more than he can. It's forbidden to take from him if we know that he doesn't that he cannot afford this is a it's very relevant for gabaim in bateken esiot it happens during the high holidays that people due to the social pressure of having to give they they um, pledge much more than than they can afford and it would be very nice for communities to know who can afford and who cannot afford and not to pressure the person and not to even accept something from someone who cannot afford giving it. And if there is a gabai, a treasurer that goes and tries to collect on something that he knows cannot be afforded, uh, is not going to forgive this person. There's a pasuk that says Akadosh Baruch Hu is going to, um, is going to, um, Revisit is going to to come and and and, uh, and uh, punish a person who is pressuring a poor person to give what he doesn't have. Orphans, even if they have a lot of money, you shouldn't take tzedakah from them in a set amount. Normally, the bedin would know how much they need to collect, and then they'd know how much each person is able to give, and then they'd know how much they have to, to get from this particular person. So the yetomim should not be included in this calculation, even if they are rich. And even if it's for pidyon shavuim, which is a very high form of tzedakah, to save someone from, uh, to, to, to get, get someone their freedom. However, if by court, if the bed din did include them in that account and this is in order to help them because it helps their reputation people will want to do business with them if it's if it becomes known that they are rich and it, it becomes known that they are rich because they put 50 percent of this need that the community had so the the dayan can decide can exercise his discretion if this is for the good of the yetomim or not and if he's, he thinks it is then it's mutar the Gabaim of Tzedakah, they may accept Tzedakah from women and from children, but only if it's a little bit, not if it's a lot. Because if it's a lot, 
And back then, the person who owned the money in the house was usually the father. So if you go to a house, you knock on the door and the child comes out with a with a, um, a bunch of $100 bills, where is daddy? Oh, I don't know. Where is mommy? I don't know. But here, take this. So you can't take it. We, we think that this might have been taken without permission. How much is little? How much is a lot? It's a contextual question. It depends on how wealthy that household is. Now, in terms of priority, a poor person who is your relative, that's it takes priority, it takes precedence over any other poor person. Also, you, give you should give precedence to your family members, extended family before people from your town. You should give priority to the poor people of your town before the poor people of another city. As the Pasuk says, first to your brother, your relative, then then to your poor persons, in other words, from your town, and then and then the poor person of your country, of your of your land. <coughs> in that order. If someone is traveling in business and the town where he's staying for business demands of him a certain amount for tzedakah, he should give for the poor, in, for, for the sake of the poor persons of that town. So if it's one person, then uh, he should uh, set up. So they tell him, okay, we, we just made the calculation. We ask that you give $200 for tzedakah. We have a need of tzedakah, so he should give the $200. However, if there's a group of them, there's 30 friends that went to, to a show at a different town and they're all together. And then the community of that place says, okay, so each of you 30 should give $200 then they should, they became obligated to separate these $200. Each of them takes that money, but they don't leave it in that town. They bring it back and they use it for the tzedakah needs of their own towns because it's not fair to empty, uh, to deprive their hometown from that tzedakah for the sake of a different town. And if there is a group of scholars in that city, And if there is a, a, a council of scholars, or some people understand one sole scholar, one time in that city, then this group of 30 people should give the tzedakah to that person. And then he has enough knowledge to understand if they should take this money back with them to their hometown or leave it there. Maybe part yes, part not. That's a discretionary matter. 
הלכה ט"ו, last הלכה of the chapter, האומר תנו 200 דינה לבית הכנסת, או תנו ספר תורה לבית הכנסת, יתנו לבית הכנסת שהוא רגיל בו. If a person just claims, perhaps before he dies or before he leaves, give this amount of money to the Bet Knesset or give this Sefer Torah to the Bet Knesset, they should give it to the Bet Knesset to which he most frequently attends. If he goes to two Bet Knesset, then they should give to each of them or to both of them. By the same token, if someone says, please give this money to, poor, to the poor people, give it to the poor people of his own, uh, of, of the town where he said that, whether it's his own town or not. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.